Welcome to New Mercies, a podcast by Mercy Ships, where we'll take you behind the scenes and onboard our incredible hospital ships that are transforming lives all over the world. We invite you to join us each week as we sit down with our crew, patients, volunteers, and partners to hear their stories of life-changing hope and healing. Helka de Heer left her home in the Netherlands to board the Africa Mercy in Dakar, Senegal. She originally came as a receptionist, but she has willingly volunteered wherever there is a need. Currently, she's on the Global Mercy volunteering as a media liaison. Helka is passionate about living intentionally, and her words will inspire you to do the same. Here's my interview with Helka de Heer. Well, Helka, welcome to New Mercies. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. And you're coming to us from the Global Mercy in the Canary Islands. So welcome. Thank you, Ariane. Shalom. It's so fun to have you. So Helka, why don't you start off and tell us a little bit about your background? Where are you from? And also, how did your Mercy Ships journey begin? Yes, of course. I'm from the Netherlands originally, and I'm from a smaller town and grew up there with kind of outdoor life with four brothers and sisters and um, I, I would say a comfortable life, um, not knowing too much about what is happening on the mission field. We did go to different countries and, you know, we would visit all these places, but uh, you definitely see a certain part of countries if you only go for holiday. Hmm. And um, so I would say, yeah, I lived a comfortable life and um, I worked in an internet marketing agency at that time. And at the same time, I really saw that as working and living in the kingdom of God. I was really convinced that that is um, a place that is so underestimated and super important to have uh, confessing Christians. And that was kind of the life before, as I would call it. How did my mercy ships journey begin? For me, it started uh, with a video. I followed already for a longer time a YouTube channel. It's uh, faith-based content. And uh, one of these videos was a seven-minute video about Keith Green. And at that time, I didn't know anything about this man or his ministry. But this was a video in which he was speaking to a large crowd of uh, young people. And he recently went to certain missions and uh, he just saw the need in the world. And he tried to communicate that and make sure that people understood that this need in the world is actually the responsibility of us. So he, he clearly stated, you know, all the souls in the world that we have at this moment, it's, it's our responsibility as Christians, you know. So for me, it was um, very clear. He, he, made, he stated this and he said, there is one little command in the Bible that we often forget, and that is go. Uh, go and make disciples of all nations. And he, he just said, I don't want you to stand that day before the throne of God and say, I haven't heard you calling because this call is clear. And uh, for me, that was so touching um, because, yeah, I can say I'm kind of a person that likes uh, it is written, you know, it, it really bound to the words. And this is something that is written in the Bible and it is a command. And this was the first moment that I was um, awakened, maybe I can say it in that way. So this big need and also the commandment to go into the world. And so from that moment on, I started to pray and, and uh, seek the, the face of the Lord and see which mission, because there are so many. Yeah. <laughs> it was overwhelming. But mercy ships came uh, my way multiple times, and I see that as confirmation. So sometimes, the first time it was a magazine, another time it was after a time of struggling with surrendering to God that wherever he would send me I would go mm. uh, 
was uh, someone who uh, from my church actually uh, asked me out, out of the blue, uh, Helke, you also need to go, right? Is, is membership something for you? And so these things I really saw as confirmation that this was the direction and I should quit my job and go. And uh, yeah, that happened. And afterwards, I actually discovered that, that Keith Green did this message, this, this video that I saw after he visited the Anastasis. So it was so, so beautiful to see that all woven together. And that piece by piece, I kind of discovered that. So um, this was my, um, yeah, I can say beginning of, of the journey to Mercy mm. Ships. Yeah. That's so neat. Now, you said that Mercy Ships kind of kept popping up in your world through a magazine and different things you heard. But what was it about Mercy Ships specifically that captured your heart or, or you know, maybe was different than the other organizations for you at that time and said, yeah, I want to go do this. It was medical. I was not interested or not, not my background. It's not naturally that I feel, you know, connected with that. Even Africa, not. I, I really have, have interest for the Middle East and, and this part of the world. I, so actually all of these, these things that you would say that needs to uh, connect, didn't connect. Mm. Um, but it was clearly uh, the name came back over and over and, when you ask for confirmation and, and, and God gives that, then you must go even when you don't understand. Oh, that's awesome. When did you get on board? And, and what were you doing when you first got on board at the Africa Mercy? Yeah, I was the Africa Mercy. Uh, so I did first my onboarding in uh, Texas. It was in September 2019. And then the ship, the Africa Mercy, was in Senegal. And I came on board as receptionist. That was perfect for me because um, my language was still a struggle. And at reception, you had many people coming to the desk and phone calls and things happening. So I could learn quickly. And it was also very helpful to um, to get to know the crew, uh, the names of people, because you're constantly working with that. But also people come for their, uh, you know, key of their cabin or vehicle key or um, just all these questions that finally end up in reception. Right. So um, that was the first role. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You said that at first there wasn't anything that really connected you to Mercy Ships, but mm -hmm. eventually over the years there was. When was that moment that things changed for you and you felt connected to the mission? I think it was, I do not exactly know at what time, but what really struck me after observing for a while is seeing what love in action does. And, um, as I said, I was very much on, on scripture and on knowing everything. And this was so, it's still very important to me. But within worshipships, I discovered that people's lives are changed from the inside out because they experience love. And mm. this is something that, that was so powerful in the community. This is also something that is not stopped by the walls of denominations and, you know, different backgrounds. This is one part that, that really... Uh, that I start loving. So for a practical example, I felt more called to an organization that was sharing the word in preaching and in, in you know, sharing um, the written word of God. And I didn't see that happening by mercyship. So that was for me, if, at first, something that, you know, didn't connect. Yeah. But after uh, observing, I saw actually people get in touch with the people of God. And if, if we are truly changed in our hearts this is a different world this is the kingdom you know yeah. and i also saw that over time uh, how many times people actually are connected with the word but i just didn't see it firsthand so yeah this is uh, something that, that changed for me uh, the vision of immersions also more focused on long-term change in the african nations the working together with africa and i don't know this whole 
preparation time of before you go to a nation and all the work that happens. And yeah, I, I really admire putting time, so much time in building relationships because you know that systems are built this way. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if change is needed, then you need to uh, dig deep and um, that takes patience. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's, um, it, yeah, I really like that part as well. If you compare that with missions that just go for a few weeks or, you know, show right. up, <laughs> this is really investing long-term and digging deep into a culture and um, yeah, relation building with, with nations. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, as a receptionist, you obviously got to meet a lot of people as they came in and off the ship. What was a highlight for you in your time serving in reception? Highlight was definitely early in the morning when day crew would arrive. It was most of the time dark because you work shift work. So if you work in the night shift, you um, will work from 12 till 7, was it at that time? And then early in the morning at five or six, I'm not sure uh, anymore, uh, daycare would arrive. And that's a joyful moment because it has been quiet in the night, you know, mm-hmm. you're getting tired and you're, you're ready to, you know, go to bed. And then they arrive and they're joyful and they are ready to start the day. Wow. And they all greet you and they know you by name and friendships were built at that time. So that was a highlight, I think. And just the um, connections with people just come by to say hi and have a, a small chat. It's... Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed being with, enjoy in general being with people and there it was uh, it was yeah a desk where people just come and and chat. Yeah, I really yeah. liked it. So you worked in reception for how long? And then are you currently working in reception? Um, I'm currently not working in reception. I uh, have worked in reception for a year and a half. At that time, we had, of course, uh, the sad story of leaving Senegal early than expected, and we had a very small crew and. That crew uh, took up multiple jobs, so everyone did <laughs> uh, different things. And so I still worked at reception and at the same time uh, could help out as a tech and engineering administrator and then sometimes in the cafe. You know, it was a very special time in which I could discover different departments. But um, wow. uh, my main role was receptionist all this time, so um, it's a year and a half. And then, but then I uh, moved to assistant purser and did that um, for a while. And I also moved as assistant purser to the Global Mercy. And then I moved to the communications department as a media liaison, and that's my current role. So what do you do as a media liaison in communications? (laughs) A media liaison is responsible for uh, organizing and hosting media trips and business visitors, also called vision trips. Vision trips are really giving a taste of what it is to, to be on board and seeing the work firsthand. So people who are already partnering with us for a longer time, uh, some have, have the opportunity to come to the ship. I uh, am another person who is going to uh, arrange everything for them and host them while mm-hmm. they are on board. Similar for media trips, there are many channels around the world who, who would like to give a glimpse of what, what it is here on board. And uh, yeah, we give the chance to, to them to film on board and then oh, also I would be the person being with them. Yeah. Give us a little example of something that you've done as a media liaison. Yeah, a good example would be um, the many media outlets that came when our ship was in Rotterdam. You know, we have uh, the news who is very interested what this big ship is doing uh, in, in Rotterdam and they would do their request and um, they would come on board and I host them with uh, the families or the, the spokesperson that they're going to talk with. 
Um, some other big events, of course, that we've had was um, the honor of having um, the Royal Princess of the UK on board. And so mm. this was a big event to, to get organized and <laughs> getting uh, many volunteers involved. And she was very interested to talk with our volunteers. As a media liaison, you're very much on the background arranging everything and making sure that the person who is actually on the vessel and is visiting is getting the best taste, like the, the most realistic view of what Mercer Ships is really about. Hmm. And uh, sometimes that means that they want to meet people. Sometimes that means they want to have uh, in-depth conversations with people. And so you try to um, work closely with the teams that are coming to make sure that the visit is, is going well for them. Oh, that's neat. So being in Rotterdam in the Netherlands, that is your home country. So was that fun yeah. for you to be in your home country with the ship and get to share that with your country? For me, it was very special to sail into the country because mm. up until that moment, these worlds were still separated. So I had my life in the Netherlands before and I had the life on the ships and that was far away from the Netherlands. Yeah. And all of a sudden when we sailed in with the vessel, I remember very this day so well, um, we were up on the bridge and uh, approaching the Netherlands and I got the first calls of some family members who were the closest point um, where the ship was sailing in and they were calling and saying, are you seeing us? And they were super small, of course. So we had to really search <laughs> for them and, and, and wave. And it was so joyful to, to see really these two worlds connected. And all of a sudden I was with the ship, with my ship family in my country, you know, with, with my own language and the place that is so familiar to me. Yeah. Uh, Rotterdam is, is quite close to my hometown. So it was very special to, to sail in and to be there for two weeks. I have to say it was a very busy time as media liaison, so I, it, it went by so quickly. But just, you know, what is precious to me the most was sailing in and then just seeing these two worlds getting connected. Also, as a media liaison, I remember once uh, on the Canary Islands, we had um, a new news broadcaster from the island coming to have some interviews with crew. We just wrapped up the interviews in the bridge with one of our officers. And then she uh, came to me and she said, she was a little bit moved. And I said, are you okay? And she said, yes. She said, usually as a news reporter, I go to places where, where it's hopeless. You know, I go to places where things go wrong. Uh, things are negative. And she says, this is the first time I come to a place where there's hope. And this gives me wow. hope, you know, as a person. And uh, I was touched because I thought, wow, this is, this is true. It's mm -hmm. not only patients, it's not only crew, but it's even news reporters or uh, business visitors who come on board and they all of a sudden see, would there be hope? You know, is there something more? Yeah, it was very touching to me. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. It's true. There's so, there's so much going on on board the ships that is for the good. And there is so much hope in a world that is hopeless you come to mm -hmm. a place where there is hope and it's a stark contrast. Yeah. You know, people notice it like this news reporter. She gets on board and she goes, something's different about this place. And it's mm -hmm. true because we're mm -hmm. living for the positive outcome. We are achieving the goal of bringing hope and healing to the world's forgotten poor. And so it is a place of hope and people experience that when they come on board. True. Very true. Yeah. I've experienced it and and I have to say this kingdom life on board that is it, it doesn't go unnoticed. I truly believe that even for those who wouldn't talk about it, it doesn't go unnoticed. Hmm. What are some of the things that you love about life on a ship? Ha, one thing that I really like 
is that we don't have, I don't have to be on the road that much in order to get from A to B. On the ship, everything is very close by. So uh, from my cabin to the dining room, to my work, to my church, to my friends, that's all just, you know, a few decks apart. And you <laughs> just have to walk the stairs, that's it. And so I really like that because I think this creates that the life here on board is very intentional hmm. because you spend much time with the same people. And uh, although some of them, you just, you know, they will just be in your life for a few months and then they leave again. But the time that they were here and you were together is so special that every evening gets filled up very quickly. And I think also because it is that easy, you know, if you want to see a person, you don't have to think about transportation or you don't have to think about, oh, is it really worth it, you know, to drive an hour to see a person for 50 minutes and go back? <laughs> you don't have to think that way, you see? Yeah. So I really like that part. Yeah. Absolutely. It does make relationships a lot easier because everyone is yeah. more accessible. Yeah. And you see their lives, you know, it's not that you see uh, how they act at work or you don't, it's not only that you would see how they uh, act at uh, church but mm. or act, that's maybe a negative way of saying it, but the way that they live, you don't see only the lifestyle in one particular part of their lives. You see the complete range and that helps also in, I think the, the friendships that you have and uh, the, how how closely you get to know people. Sure, absolutely. But what's something you've learned from living on a ship? What I really learned on board a ship is how to tell where you are in the ship. So for instance, you have staircases, they all have a color and a letter and you know exactly which fire zone you are and you're after the forward and the starboard and the port side. All these things I never knew about because... <laughs> It's you a know, whole different I, vocabulary. <laughs> this is a different vocabulary. Yes. So I, I learned that uh, on board. It's just a simple example, but this is life here on board. And if you want to locate yourself, it's uh, it's the, the way that you would do it. So, yeah. Well, since your time being on board, how have you seen lives changed? Yeah, the most powerful is seeing the hearts of people being changed. Hmm. So um, when you see a person coming on board, being maybe very shy, uh, even not really uh, looking up that much. And after a while, just being so engaged in the community and, you know, you see this whole person just coming out. For me, it's very powerful to observe that, to see what a community full of love and acceptance can do to personalities mm -hmm. because people are so different. Everyone has a different upbringing. And for me, it's very powerful to observe that, that slow change. Because for me, I, I relate that to if it is slow change, then most likely it's also going to stay. You see, if, if something sure. is all of a sudden changed, it can also be all of a sudden changed again. If it's slowly and steady and, and, and it's really lasting, that's for me the most powerful. And I'm thinking then also of, of those who are coming on board who are non-Christians and just are kind of thrown into this. And uh, especially those who have the courage to come to a Bible study or to one of the church services or have one of these crucial conversations, like what do you actually believe? It's so powerful to see how hearts can be changed. And yeah. this lasting uh, impact for me is very powerful to observe that and see that happening with crew coming on board. And it can also be those who are believers already, um, but just come, for instance, from an environment that is very task oriented and most of those people, uh, and I can relate to that, come on board be, being very annoyed by the processes and, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, the way things go here. And, oh, it's so not efficient, you know. And then after a while, you come to the realization like, 
but is it really about that, that we get that much and as much as possible projects finished in this lifetime? Hmm. But is it really about that? Or is it about each person that you meet every day? Is, is, uh, could this be uh, where you actually for on earth? Glorifying God is, um, is, is my, my deepest desire. And I've seen here on board the change in hearts of people that glorifies God. And I, I really love to observe that and, and be part of it sometimes, sometimes not. Yeah, up to uh, up to God who he uses. And it's so beautiful to just see that happening here on board. Absolutely. Well, how has your life changed because of volunteering with Mercy Ships? My life has changed a lot in, in perspective for in, in um, my mindset on things need to be biblical. And it's very much on what is written. I still mm. love that. And it's still close to my heart. But what I've, I've learned here on board, that there is much more, that it's super valuable and very important to um, have conversations and listen to people like uh, like Jesus did. And um, I really liked it still from onboarding, actually, this passage, but I keep it with me always, uh, where, where Jesus, when he was 12, went into the temple. It's written that he asked questions and he listened. And then after that, it's written that they were amazed by his knowledge. He didn't he preach or, you know, <laughs> what did he do? This is something that I've learned on board, that when you ask questions and you listen, that a world opens because people do things with so many different motives and people are wired in such a different way. No one is the same. Everyone is created so uniquely here on board, or I'm still learning, I have to say it in such a way, to a worldview, yes, has changed. People come from different backgrounds. And I'm also coming from a background, which is just not the norm, you know? And that's uh, eye-opening to realize that. I've learned also on work based and the, the way that you uh, go about in your work. It's very practical. Everything is in prayer. I like that, that this community is, you know, you start in prayer the day, but also with your, co- with your colleagues or in, even in the most practical things in your work. If we have to come up with a creative idea and it doesn't work out, we pray, you know. Mm. This is so intertwined with daily life. Um, I really uh, like that as well. And I see that as, as very powerful. Helga, thank you so much for sharing some of your Mercy Ships journey with us today. Thank you so much for just enlightening us and inspiring us to be people who ask questions and listen. Yeah, thank you so much for your time and uh, speak to you later. For more information about Mercy Ships, go to mercyships.org. Mercy Ships has some incredible partners and the organization Cure is one of them. Next week, Dr. Rick will tell us all about this beautiful partnership and how he is seeing lives changed in Zimbabwe. Come back to be encouraged by orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Rick.